So Money Episode 1012, Carrie Clark, working mom advocate and founder of Uplift. You're listening to So Money with award-winning money guru, Farnoosh Karabi. Each day, get a 30-minute dose of financial inspiration from the world's top business minds, authors, influencers, and from Farnoosh herself. Looking for ways to save on gas or double your double coupons? Sorry, you're in the wrong place. Seeking profound ways to live a richer, happier life? Welcome to So Money. I mean, there's a number of studies that scientifically show that when you have a kid, your brain gets rewired to be more creative. But then also, every time you have a major life change, this is, you know, if you switch jobs, if you move to a new city, um, have a kid, this is a great time to adopt new habits, right? It's a great because everything is changing in your life. And I mean, parenthood is a complete change. And so all of a sudden, you get to rewrite the script of what that is. And so we think it's a huge opportunity opportunity to make some positive changes within your life. Too often we think of motherhood as penalizing our careers, but my guest today is leading a movement to turn motherhood into a professional advantage. Welcome to So Money, everybody. I'm your host, Farnoosh Tarabi. Having a child changes you. For Carrie Clark, it really changed her. After having two kids, she made a significant career shift, saw improved performance reviews, lost 45 pounds, learned how to do a cartwheel, and gave away half of her possessions. Talk about progress. She turned being a mom into a career advantage and realized she wanted to and could help other women do the same. So she launched her startup called Uplift. You can check it out at upliftparents.com, where she's helping to increase working mom productivity, decrease burnout, and just enhance overall well being. I'm up for that. Here's Carrie Clark. Carrie Clark, welcome to So Money. Yeah, I'm glad to be here. Uplift is the website that you created, really a community and a movement. So helpful to so many of our listeners who are parents out there trying to avoid things like burnout and insecurity and feeling some days that you just can't, you just can't, you can't manage. And I know that you and I are really in the thick of things with two kids, ages five and three. You started Uplift as an online coaching platform that empowers working women to turn motherhood into a career advantage, not what most people assume motherhood to be. A lot of people see this as, unfortunately, a setback at the very best, maybe a pause. How is it a career advantage? I mean, there's a number of studies that scientifically show that when you have a kid, your brain gets rewired to be more creative. So there's that. But then also, every time you have a major life change, this is, you know, if you switch jobs, if you move to a new city, um, have a kid, this is a great time to adopt new habits, right? It's a great because everything is changing in your life. And I mean, parenthood is a complete change. And so all of a sudden, you get to rewrite the script of what that is. And so we think it's a huge opportunity to make some positive changes within your life. And then my own personal um, experience, and you know, I've also interviewed over 150 moms who are at the top of their field and heard this over and over again, is that I just became on paper much better at my job. I became ruthlessly efficient Um, I leaned into work that really mattered to me because if I was going to leave my child, I wanted to do things that really mattered. And that helped me bring such a different level of work to my work. Um, and then finally I, 
you know, honestly stopped caring about the BS. I you know, used to worry about things that like I look back and it was just like a waste of time. Right. And all of a sudden I just became just that much better and more impactful at my job. And I like to go even a step further and say that when you become a parent, if you do actually find that all of what you say to be true, which I completely believe to be true. And I've heard this from a lot of my friends and other moms too. Another thing can happen, which is that you can actually boost your financial potential. You can earn more money. And that also seems counterintuitive to everything we hear about becoming a mom, which is that you have to slow down. You might work less. You have to go to part-time. You can't like be as aggressive with your career. Have you found that in your community as well as sort of another cherry on top is that you get to maybe also boost your earnings potential because you're now more productive, because you're focusing on the more important stuff, the stuff that really you care about? I think there's a double-edged sword. So yes, I think you do become more productive. But one of the things that we have to deal with with society is that the number one bias in the workforce is maternal bias. So bias against moms. So a dad become a man becomes a dad. He's actually viewed as more committed to the organization and more responsible. Um, a woman becomes a mom and she's viewed as like taking a step back and having one foot out the door. Um, in fact, if you look at you know the stats, a 30 year old um, man, um, if you compare to what he earns to a 30 year old woman who doesn't have kids, she earns about 90 percent when she when you add in kids with that same age group, she earns 60 percent of that man. So there's a lot that you can do to combat that bias, but it's something you have to be aware of going in. Um, so one of the reasons that it's insanely insidious is that maternal bias is people think that they're doing the moms a favor. So I worked with a manager once who she was a mom herself. She was involved in the women's group and, you know, a woman came back on her team and she said, Oh, I don't want to give her this project because there's too much travel and that'll be hard on her. And ultimately that should have been the decision of that mom herself. And so, um, you know, I think a big part is like, how do you manage that within your own career? And one of the things that we do at Uplift is really empower them, the moms and say, you know, you need to proactively talk to your management chain to tell them that you want every single opportunity to come aboard um, and, and so that you can make that decision on your career. Um, so I do think that there is this potential and I see it happen over and over again with women whose careers skyrocketed. I mean, I looked at just what happened with me in my career. I, you know, my earning potential drastically increased um, after I had kids and I made huge, huge career impact on that. But you have to also make sure that you're correctively navigating this new bias that you're having to deal with. That's a great point. And sometimes we shoot ourselves in the foot. We assume that there is this bias at work when maybe there isn't. And we perpetuate it by not talking about our family responsibilities to colleagues or trying to hide the fact that we're everything's okay on the home front. But really, maybe you do need to like work from home one day a week or and I think we should give ourselves permission to talk about these things because the reality is we're bringing all of that to the workplace and the men are too. And I just don't think it's healthy to compartmentalize so much. We have to understand that family dynamics are changing. I find that, you know, with female breadwinners at the workplace who have children at home, the bias at work is that, well, she's not the breadwinner. So maybe we're not going to give her the raise because she doesn't quote unquote need it as much. 
But guess what she does? Just as much as the guy next to her, we have this expectation that men are providers in their families first and foremost. And so they're the ones usually that are up for those bigger paychecks, bigger promotions. And it's unbiased conscious sometimes, but that's what's happening because we're not talking about these things. And the crazy thing that I'm seeing just in our coaching is coaching is a big part of what we do at Uplift is that um, we we're seeing more and more women who are not only, you know, a working mom, but are also the primary breadwinner for their family. And that is this perfect storm of all of a sudden you have all the expectations of what a traditional man would have as being a breadwinner, plus all those expectations around being a mom. And it's hard. Right. And so I, I, we're seeing that over and over and over again. Um, and so I, I totally agree with you. I just took a survey on your website at uh, upliftparents.com. And I discovered through your survey, which is very helpful because I just want to share this with listeners. You have this community, but also to get to know your community a little bit better and to give back, you have this survey that kind of um, asks you a little bit about you know, various levels of your burnout, if it exists and your current situation, how many kids you have, what age, if you run your own business, how would you describe yourself in certain scenarios? Do you want more time with your friends? Do you get enough time with your partner? And I took the survey and I was maybe not surprised, but I guess it was it was very it was characterized in such a cool way. So I view my results and it said that I am a prevention goddess says, you've been fortified by the boundaries you've established and you're able to handle a lot of what life throws at you until it catches you off guard. So then you go on to give me some advice on how to prevent meltdowns, (laughs) (laughs) which I have been telling my kids. I'm like, mommy's going to have a meltdown. Tell me a little bit about this study, the survey rather, and all the different characterizations you've developed and, and what what you have discovered about moms, working moms. Yeah. So we, we launched this, we call it the working mom checkup um, last, uh, last week. And we did that because in all of our research, we found that just taking a time to pause and reflect on what's going on in your life has the most impact, right? Because it's when you do that, then you can start making changes. And so we looked at what was the number one problem we were seeing with moms and it was really around burnout. And so that's what this checkup does is really help you determine, um, first, are you burnout or not? So we have that, that sort of area to look at. And then we view what is your risk for future burnout. And we look at two dimensions. We look at prevention and coping. So are you good at preventing burnout? So saying no, you know, making sure that different parts of your life don't bleed together. Um, And then are you good once things have come through and all of a sudden your plate is overwhelmed at just coping with that. And so that's stress management um, techniques. It's really having a group of friends that you can turn to, um, taking time for yourself. And what we do is we help moms characterize where they are. So I'm an overdriven all-star, which means I'm actually really great at prevention and coping. I still though have too much on my plate. Um, and so I'm burnt out. Um, and what we do then is give you tips, um, custom for you on how to, you know, up your game in those different parts. And we hope that it really helps you just reflect and take away a couple of really small changes that you can make that can have a big impact. And speaking of those changes, one of those changes for me 
was to have gratitude checks. So whenever I experience something good during the day, make a check mark on my phone, on a piece of paper. I love that. I have a friend on Twitter that always does the hashtag one good thing that, <laughs> that she experienced that day because she's also got a stressful life. And it's a nice reminder to kind of stop and smell the roses. And then you also recommend a micro self-care routine, whether that's like smiling for 60 seconds or maybe, you know, going on YouTube and watching your favorite comedian or something so like just frivolous, but can make you smile and can get you energized. Oh, and locking the bathroom door. (laughs) I've done that. My husband and I both do that. Yes, that is one of my number one pieces of self-care. You know, we we all serve to pee in peace. Yeah, we're all allowed to do that, including the kids. I say, call it asking for privacy. Yes. My daughter will say, my daughter is potty trained almost. And I'm just like, do you need privacy? Yes. Like (laughs) privacy is a big word in our house. And then the third thing you say is the one minute rule. And this is for me because I'm a, uh, what was it? The The something goddess. Prevention goddess. Prevention goddess. (laughs) I am. I'm such a planner, you know. For me, it's important to take in some of the small rituals and really relish in them, whether that's like replying to that low-hanging fruit easy email. It's a quick win. Hanging up the coat. You know what I do in the morning is I make my bed. Do something that takes less than a minute or you can do ASCP that feels really accomplished worthy and success in some way. I kind of feel like I'm already doing these things, but not really recognizing the benefits. (laughs) Yeah. And there's probably, it's amazing when you start looking at it, you can just start, when you start noticing this in your life, you'll notice a few other things that you can add to that one minute rule. Um, The gratitude checks though is great. I also recommend doing that with your kids, get them to make a little mark on their hand. And then when you're putting them to bed, you can ask them to replay what each of the check marks were on the, on their hand for what they were grateful for the day. And then all of a sudden you also have, you know, a gratitude practice that you're sharing with your kids. So Carrie, I would love to learn a little bit more about your background. And I know that you worked at Google for many years in marketing and product management. And then, you know, you have your MBA from Kellogg, you have, you went to Columbia, you were at the um, Coaches Training Institute. And so tell me a little bit about your perspectives on parenthood before you became a parent. What were some of the things that about working parenthood that you maybe had some assumptions going in that completely um, were different once you were in it, good or bad? Yeah. I mean, I was one of those people who thought when you became a parent, your career was in somewhat over. Um, and that is literally how I went into it. I, I, you know, knew I wanted to be a parent. Um, I had kids, um, but I thought I would take some type of step back. Um, so I was personally very shocked when I felt like I was more motivated to achieve than ever. Um, but it was really, really hard. Um, so like you said, I was at Google when I had my kids and on paper, Google has, pretty much every, you know, benefit you could imagine for, for moms. Um, and it was still hard for me. I, you know, remember crying in the conference room quite often. I felt like I was reinventing the wheel and I knew there had to be a better way, um, for me and the other countless other ambitious moms like me. Um, and so there was a couple of things. One, I realized if there were, if I was struggling this much with the amount of support that Google had, um, 
other women must be struggling as well, if not more. And the second piece is I started just dissecting it a little bit and realized that most companies treated supporting working moms in a really one-dimensional way. They really thought about it as a logistical problem. So if we gave them enough backup childcare or enough pumping support, you know, their lives would be great as a working mom. And those things are incredibly helpful. But when I looked at my life and when I started talking to, you know, hundreds of other moms, I realized what the main struggle was, was really about the emotional pressure. So over half of working moms are guilty every single day. Um, and, you know, less than 20% of working moms, when they come back from leave, feel confident in their, um, in, in their work. And if you feel that way, you're not going to show up in, that, in, in the way that you need to, to be really, really successful. And so I realized I wanted to create Uplift and we really help moms um, tackle some of those emotional pressures and really help up their mental game. Um, and we do that through a combination of digital activities that you do um, in, in an app. And then you have coaching sessions, either one-on-one or with a group on those different activities. Um, and we found that that coaching was so key because it helped moms prioritize themselves. It helps them go deeper and really tackle some of these big juicy problems that, you know, make being a working mom much easier once you solve. What about the financial complexities affording children, affording your career while you pay for childcare or affording childcare while you pursue your career? I'm sure that comes up a lot in your community. I'm just curious if there are any different kinds of solutions we haven't covered yet. I mean, it's a huge thing, right? Um, I mean, and it, there's just plain childcare. And then there's also the amount of outsourcing that could be helpful and beneficial to your career. Um, and so one thing I like to tell um, people is that your kids are only young for a short period of time. Um, and so don't always think that, you know, the don't always look at the financial situation right now and make decisions that affect your entire career. So for example, some, some moms are like, well, I, if I go back to work, I'm basically almost at a net net for paying for childcare. Um, but in the reality, you're only going to have to pay for that type of childcare for a couple of years before they might get into a public school system. And so you might be sacrificing a huge amount of income in the future for a smaller, you know, for, for, for this right now. Um, and then secondly, just you're, you're making investments in yourself. Um, and so, you know, there are opportunities and we encourage moms if they like outsourcing to, you know, look at would getting an extra babysitter or extra help help me be able to spend more time either with my kids enjoying them. So I feel more full or, at work, making a bigger impact that'll have a bigger impact in my salary long-term. So what we try to encourage is don't only look at what's going on in your finances right now when you're making these decisions. Yeah. I kind of encourage people to think of this as an investment, childcare as an investment where yes, the benefits today may not be there financially. You know, you're like, well, I can't understand. How can I rationalize this? It's so expensive. It's hard to kind of look at it today and say, oh, yes, this is 
clearly going to pay off. No, it might not pay off for five years later down the road, but it is, I think we need to shift our mindset around this to more of a an investment in our families, in our careers and everything. I totally agree. And what people don't realize is it's actually very hard once you take a step back from the workforce to get back in at that same level that you are. Um, and I've seen moms struggle with this. And the more senior you were when, before you left, the harder it is. Um, and so just thinking about that decision um, in not just where you are right now, but where you want to be in five to 10 years, um, you, need, you need to think about the full picture. Talk to a lot of working moms too. And I, I'm curious if this is echoed in your community that when your children are younger, it's a hard time to be away from them and to like imagine going back to work sometimes. There's that, you know, emotional attachment, of, obviously, for many parents. But it's the sort of thing where you have to also remember when they're older, that's when you, in some cases, one could argue they need you more. So to be able to invest more in your career now when they're young so that you can lay the foundation for when they are 11, 12 years old, 10 years old, and they really have those tough questions and they need you there for moral support and everything that having more flexibility and seniority in your career at that point is going to pay off with dividends because now you can kind of call more shots in your career and be there for your family when they really need you. Yeah. And also it's like when they really need you and when it's the most fun. So I'm sure you're starting to see this glimpse also with your, your family, but, um, I, you know, my daughter, you know, just turned six recently and, um, we have such a different relationship now that she's gotten older. Um, you know, like we actually just went a couple weekends ago and spent the weekend, just the two of us with to, to, to Paris. And, you know, I, I think that I am entering, I think there's a sweet spot of parenting between around like six and probably 11 or 12 before they, you know, become teenagers where life is, you know, that's what, why you become a parent because it's a, you have these like magical moments. And so yes, they need you when you're really young, but you want to make sure that you're setting yourself up to be able to really enjoy those magical times. And then also be there like you're saying when it gets really hard. Right. When I talk to friends about their relationships with their parents, they don't remember when they were three, but they remember coming home every day when they were in fourth grade, fifth grade, and having a parent to help them with their homework or having those family dinners and having their parents show up at their school events. And, and that's, that's later on in their adolescence, just things to keep in mind. Like there are going to be so many more opportunities for you to be like way more present. Um, and because you've earned it too, because you've put in like sort of the hours and the time when they were babies. And not only that, so I actually, so I interviewed over 150 moms who are at the top of their field. And I also interviewed a number of their kids who were adults, um, you know, for the ones that, you know, were empty nesters at the time. And that was fascinating because the adult kids talked about how meaningful it was to have a parent that, uh, that they could connect with on work issues, you know, that could come to for mentoring advice that they could learn from on like the business side. And so also thinking about how do you support your kids throughout, you know, their entire life because their needs are going to change. 
Um, and it was really magical where it just made, it was such a fulfilling thing to hear how much these kids appreciated that their moms worked. I know that much of Uplift Parents is dedicated to moms, but what is the role of dads in this movement, do you think? And how can partnership be part of the solution? So we focus on moms just because we looked at the largest, um, where was the largest problem and how do we, we want to just focus on that and solve that first. Um, but we've done a lot of work with dads. In fact, um, our, a couple of our activities that are key to our program, you do as do as a couple, uh, if you are, um, if, if you have a partner and one of those is, you know, dividing up household tasks. I know you had Eve Rodsky on your um, podcast yes. earlier. She's, she's great, a friend. Um, and you know, something along those lines of like, how do we make sure that everyone is completely, you know, owning their different pieces and that all of the mental load doesn't fall on the mom. Um, another activity that we really encourage is, um, creation of family values. And that's something you do as a partner, um, as a partnership in which you go through and determine what do you want your family to stand for? Just like you would have company values or personal values. What do you want your family to stand for? And, you know, we find that coming up with that as a partner is like amazing because all of a sudden, you have a language to talk about as a family about what matters and what doesn't matter. And um, we found that that to be really helpful. So like, for example, independence is like a very big value for my um, family and how we raise our kids is very much influenced by that. And so I think like actually getting on that same page with your partner helps make parenting be something that's not just done by the mom or not just, you know, but it's actually done as a group and it's done very consciously and intentionally. I'm signing up for your daily tips right now. I'm serious. This is (laughs) (laughs) your community has completely sucked me in and I think it will be for the better. Carrie, thank you so much. And tell us, you know, a little bit more about what we can look forward to from the community. I'm hoping everyone is running to uplift parents, but if there's anything like on the horizon this year that might be worth mentioning, we'd love to know as much as possible. I mean, right now our focus is just getting as many people as possible to take this, um, the checkup. Um, part of that is we want to provide great tips for, for moms like you. Um, but the other part of it is we want to learn more about moms and we want to use that data to help make change um, that's more systemic within companies, within, you know, just society. And so, you know, I think what we're seeing now is like getting some of that, that information so that we can start learning about what exactly is going on with moms so that we can make those changes. I love it. It's it's true. On your right on your website, it says something like ninety percent of mothers feel stressed. Yikes! Got to change that quotient. Yes, it's crazy. And so I think we can do. I mean, the cool thing that we really believe is that small little changes can make a huge difference. Um, and so those tips that we have, they they make a big big difference in people's lives. Carrie, thank you so much. And um, I know I'm going to be talking to you some more this year because. <laughs> I feel like you see me, you, you hear me and you see me. Thank you. Uh, well, we're in it together, right? Yeah, absolutely. You can learn more about Carrie and her company Uplift at upliftparents.com. And be sure to take that survey. Find out if you're a prevention goddess like me. Be curious to know what you find out. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. And I hope your day is so money. Money.